Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Tuesday and this is the second week of Easter. Remember, Easter is not just a single day, but a 50-day season. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia! Christ is risen indeed. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many, in various ways, by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Deuteronomy, chapter 30, beginning this morning at verse 6. Moreover, the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants, so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, in order that you may live. The Lord your God will put all these curses on your enemies and on the adversaries who took advantage of you. Then you shall obey the Lord, observing all his commandments that I am commanding you today, and the Lord will make you abundantly prosperous in all your undertakings, in the fruit of your body, in the fruit of your livestock, in the fruit of your soil. For the Lord will again take delight in prospering you, just as he delighted in prospering your ancestors. When you obey the Lord your God by observing his commandments and decrees that are written in this book of the law, because you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. When God made a covenant with Abraham, the Lord agreed to be Abraham's God, and Abraham and his descendants would be God's people. And God promised to walk with Abraham, to give him numerous descendants, to give him a place, his descendants a place on earth, and to bless the whole world through those same descendants. It's a sign of the special relationship with God, and as a signal to their place in God's household, Abraham and then Abraham's male descendants were to be circumcised. When God liberated the multitude of Abraham's descendants from slavery in Egypt, rescuing them through the Red Sea, all the males of this newly free people were circumcised as a sign that they truly did belong to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They were truly part of this family. When Moses descended from Mount Sinai with the Ten Commandments, however, we find that agreeing to the terms of this covenant, while similar, required a different kind of response. It was no longer enough to be circumcised, to be a circumcised male within the household of Israel, but it was now required that a man love the Lord with all his heart, with all his soul, with all his might, 
and the sign of that love for God that that man is to love his neighbor as he loves himself. What's more, this requirement is for the whole nation, both men and women. Fear, love, and trust was expressed now by remembering and observing God's law. And while circumcision remained important, the practice was now part of a larger, more heartfelt keeping of faith with the Lord. But even here, there is a hint that faith and love, not circumcision, are what being in a covenant relationship with God is truly all about. The promise that God makes to redeem God's people also involves the creation of a new covenant written not now in stone, but already written on the hearts of the people that God has rescued and redeemed. God would take God's word and God's promises and inscribe them instead on the person's heart, on their insides. Or as Moses says here, and other prophets will also say at a later time, the sign of circumcision will be a circumcision of the heart. But we've already heard how God's desire for this relationship between God and God's people is to be something internalized, something characterized by love and trust for God alone. To be second nature, or we might really put it, that love and trust for God would be this person's true nature. And that would be the true sign that the curse of Eden had been reversed. And when human beings truly exist in a relationship of love and trust with God, and that relationship of love and trust with God would be above all things and all other desires. It is that very thing that St. Paul has claimed has happened in Jesus Christ and in the coming of the Holy Spirit. So that, the so that circumcision is no longer part of this relationship, but has grown so much beyond that. That the redemption of the world is by faith in Jesus, and it is for all people, Jew and Greek, male and female. Already with Moses, then, Jesus is hoped for as the one who would restore God's people and God, reconcile God and God's people. And already in Jesus... The promise that God has made first to Abraham and now here in Moses is remembered and fulfilled. Thanks be to God. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. In you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, 
for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gifts of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and for the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church. For those who govern the nations of the world, and for people and countries ravaged by strife or warfare, think especially of the people of Ukraine. For people who welcome refugees, for people who love and care for neighbors in need, for those who tend to the sick, accompany the dying, and comfort the mourning, for all who work to bring about peace and to restore international harmony, and for all who are striving to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else, for what else do we pray this morning? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good, render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.